Good morning, Leonie. How are you this morning? I am well. I am human, as we were saying just when we were talking before. Yeah. So <laughs> but well. Yay. For the listeners, before I jumped on this call, I was saying to Leonie, I was like, ah, oh, feeling very, I'm just human here. And it was like just giving us both this permission to feel it all, all the feelings, human. Yep. Yeah. In the whole of the humanness. Yes. So yes. welcome to Wild Heart Podcast. We have been in the conduction and the calling and trying to come into this space for a while. And today on the 17th of February, 2023, <laughs> we're sitting in space together. So thank you so much for coming to Wild Heart Podcast and being in the flow of whatever is alive in this next 50 minutes to share with the audience. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And yes, it's been a while in the making, us coming together, but it's all about divine timing. Absolutely. Let me introduce you to the listeners and then I'm going to get you to introduce a little bit um, about what you do as well. So uh, welcome, Leonie. Uh, for those listening, Leonie works in the realm of energetics. And so we'll get you to clarify a little bit more about what this means and how that relates to our humanness. But I have a list of all the things that you do here. So you do um, house and land clearings. You also work with energetic clearing using um, human design and jinkies. And feel free to correct me as like, blueprints and systems to help um, align people to their unique frequency and their unique um, energetic blueprint so that they can show up yeah really harmonically in their energetic system and what they're you know they're here to do and what I've really noticed in your work and that stands out for me and that I really appreciate is the integration so we're I often hear you reiterating the point of integration and deconditioning so that people can really, um, yeah, in this human realm, show up in that aligned energetic of their uniqueness. So I'd love to hear a little bit about what you do in your world, uh, in your words and what you offer your people as a beginning. Okay. <laughs> when you list it all off, it's like I have all these little facets within my business and it's like, oh, where do I start? So I guess what I do is I am able to read energetics, feel energetics, but for some unknown reason, and I can't explain why, I am able to tune in and clear energy. So I have created a business around basically energetics, human energetics, and um yeah, I, I I do it in multiple ways to sort of cover all my gifts. So obviously to start off with going to the land um, clearings, I clear mm -hmm. houses and land because I think it's really important to for us as humans to live in an energetically clear space. Um, but also with um, humans, like... Well, I guess the thing is we're all energy and it's not really acknowledged. Mm -hmm. So we're all born with a natural energetic blueprint. 
And then what happens from the moment we are born is we are moved out of that natural flow of energy through the conditioning process. And that's done through, um, you know, the cultures we're born in, the families we're born in, the religions we're born in. We are all told from the moment we are born who we are and how we should behave, how we should, what we should think. But that is actually not usually in the alignment of who we have come here to be. We are born with all the gifts and the tools and the energy that lives within us. So the human design um, modality and the gene keys is like your energetic blueprint. It shows you who you are in the alignment when you're in the alignment of your energetics. But it also shows you um, what it looks like to live in the not self which Mm -hmm. happens through the conditioning process. And so a lot of people that work with human design work in the the chart reading aspect of it and they'll tell you what it looks like to be in the alignment of who you are. But what I actually discovered when I discovered human design was that although people were teaching, um, you know, human design and telling you what your energetics looks like, there was sort of like um, this I shouldn't say this, but like I will, (laughs) a lack of understanding of actually what human energetics are and what it looks Mm. like and that you can't like just click your fingers and move back into the alignment of who you are. There's this deconditioning process that has to happen. Mm. And, you know, I was really noticing that um, nobody was talking about the deconditioning process. They were just like, oh, well, like now you've had your chart read and you know what it looks like to be in the energetic alignment of who you are, Um, go be it. (laughs) But you can't just click your fingers and move back into natural alignment because what happens in the deconditioning process is it causes a lot of energetic blocks within your energetic system. Mm -hmm. And so they, all those energetic blocks actually need to be cleared for you to move back into your flow. So that's where I work. Like I was saying just before, like my gifts are that I can read, see, feel energy and I know where the blocks are within a body. So I'm able to tune in and help people to clear the blocks because a lot of all our energetic blocks, all our conditioning, most of it lives on a subconscious level and people don't even know that it's there or it exists. So I have basically created a (laughs) a, a sort of um, an offering, a business Um, or part of my business is to work with people who have, you know, discovered their human design, discovered their energetic blueprint, and then tried to decondition on themselves and gone, this isn't working. Mm. How do I help? I need help. And they've sort of discovered me and like, yeah, they come and work with me on a long-term basis. And we go through and slowly decondition people back into their natural energetic flow. And I have to say too, like, you know, it's not about people having their charts read and going, no, no. Like when I had my chart done, I'd already done a lot of deconditioning. Like I'd done a lot of energetic healing myself beforehand. So I was almost back into the alignment without being aware of my human design. Mm-hmm. But um, I remember like I was like, oh, I'm going to give it a go because I discovered it and I was like, oh, this sounds interesting. I'll give it a go because, you know, like I'm energy is my thing and I, you know, human energetics. And so when I had my chart done, I was like, oh, yeah, there I am. Yeah, no, that's exactly who, Mm -hmm. like, I am. And some of it was like, yeah, I know that's me. I know that's within me, but I'm behaving like this and I'm stuck over here and I don't know how to get back there, but I've always known that's who I am underneath everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So let's, for the people listening, 
let's talk a little bit about what is human design? What is the system? And also who created it? Oh, so the, the guy's name is Ra. I, I it sounds terrible. I work with his modality and I can't pronounce his name. It's Ra Huau or something. I yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's not, that's not his real name. Is it Vedic? Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, because I actually haven't, like, looked into much of the guy that came up with the system. So um, it's made, so human design modality is made up of five well, the human design system, I should say, is made up of five different modalities. So astrology, Kabbalah, the chakra system, um, the gene keys, and the Ikki. Yeah. Oh, that's the same as the gene keys. Um, oh. I can't remember the fifth one. I'll it's think of it in a minute. Yeah. I wrote Oh, it great. <laughs> so there's but astrology. Actually, oh, there's only four. Oh, the Hindu chakra system. Oh, yeah. Wait. Oh, there you go. Yeah, no, no, sorry. I've, I've, I think I've mentioned them all. Sorry, yeah. I had a mental blank. Yeah. Um, so it's made up of all these modalities to make up your human design blueprint, which, as I was saying before, is your, it, it's really deep. It doesn't just like, it'll show you your energetic type. So basically how you operate energetically within the world, but it goes so much deeper than that. It even goes down into how you take in information, how you digest food, Um mm-hmm. But yeah, anyway, this so guy. The four, there's a, oh, sorry. What, I, I'm so oh, curious. Right. We're like, what, what are they? What are the four energy systems? That's what they call them, isn't it? The yeah, mind. well, actually, there's five energetic types. Mm. Um, so, but one of them is a hybrid. So there's you, the generator, projector, reflector, manifester, or manifesting generator, which is like a hybrid of two different energy types. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so there's five different energy types. You'll be one of those energy types. And they're basically broken up into two different, like, sections, I would say. And that would be the energetic beings and the non-energetic beings. So basically uh, the generators and the manifesting generators generate life force energy and they sort of feed energy to the non-energetic beings which are the projectors the manifestors and the reflectors so we all have a unique like all five different types have a unique aura um and so the way that they we inter depending on which energy type you are the way they interact with each other and exchange energy is different and once you have an understanding of this it makes like such a difference and gives you such a great understanding about who you are and the energy that you have, mm. um, especially like um, say like projectors, they borrow energy off other people. They don't have like life force energy within them. They don't have all the energy to be doing everything. They're more like guides, you know, they're able to see new and better ways of doing things, but they don't have the energy to push through necessarily and do all the work behind that that's the other energy type so mm. the way it's just fascinating it's totally fascinating and I've obviously had my human design readings done you've done one for me and I have had done one by another lady overseas and you know I work with astrology and what I like about both of these systems is they're like portals into understanding them themselves so for me it was really about being in a space of inquiry and also in this place of um, in a human design reading, 
what do I relate with that's coming up in the reading and how do I want to bring more of that into my life? And like, where is it? Where am I having difficulties coming into that? And so I think that's what I also am really drawn to when I hear you talking about the deconditioning process. Um, for instance, like for projectors, you were sharing that um, the not self is about bitterness uh, in a previous conversation we've had. So it's about exploring, yeah, the not self and the self or whatever you call the aligned version and doing the work to get an understanding of why you go into bitterness for instance. But like you were saying, it's so deep, isn't it? Like there's so many layers and levels of the human design system. Um, would you quickly tell me a little bit about the role of those five um, energy systems for those <laughs> who are listening? And then, of course, people can reach out to you at Leonie Hallam on your Instagram if they're interested to find out about their energy system and how they can work with you. But yeah, could you tell yeah. me a bit about and the audience a little bit about the energy systems? Very briefly. Sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. So there's five. So there are five different energy types. Um, and each energy type has a um, signature and a not self theme. But the key to you'll know which one you're in <laughs> when you learn about it. But it's all about how you execute your strategy. So each energy type has a strategy. So manifestors they their strategy is here they're here to inform they're here to tell you what they're here to do they have a closed and repelling aura so they will get the urge the creative urge to move towards something they don't like to explain what they're doing because they don't know what they are doing um they just want to get to where their energy is taking them and start doing what they do they're the initiators they um and in the process like I said, they close their aura off and they try and push people away. But the strategy of their, like their strategy, so they um, can execute their energy properly, is to inform others around them what they're doing, not telling them what they're doing. They're not seeking permission to go and do that. Um, and if people around, it's so important for people to understand manifestors. I'm married to a manifester. And so <laughs> when I understood, you know, why he would just like leave the house and like, you know, go off and mow the lawn without telling me what to do. He wasn't actually being selfish. That's how his energy worked. And so the key for a manifesto is to inform you what they're doing, not tell you what, you know, ask you for permission on what they're doing because um, that will sort of block their energetic Flow. So for a manifester, when you are living in the alignment of who you are, you get a sense of peace. You feel peaceful. When you're in the um, not self, you feel very angry because your energetic flow has been blocked mm. by those around you. So that's a manifester, just very briefly. So they're here to initiate things, but they don't necessarily have the energy to complete things. They're here to start things. Then you've got um, the generators. I'm a generator. And we are here to do the things that bring us joy. We have a magnetic and attracting aura when we are doing the things that bring us joy. Now, our strategy, our energetic strategy is to respond. So we're here to 
wait for the universe for the, to bring things for us to respond to. And it's usually from, so we've got a defined cycle. So that's our life force motor. Only the generators and the manifesting generators have this life force. And so the key to starting that energetic motor within us is to start something that lights us up, like lights our sacral mm -hmm. up. And it's through waiting the universe when you're in the alignment the universe will always bring things for you to respond to and it's usually through a yes or no from your sacral it's a very energetic pull towards something or a contraction away from something mm -hmm. yes and so when we're doing something that brings us joy it lights up our um, sacral and we then start to generate um, life force energy and we're really lit up and then we our aura becomes um, magnetic and attracting and we like help to give energy to those around us mm. yeah then you've got the manifesting generators who are a hybrid of the manifester and the generator energy um, they're also a, in quotations like an energetic um, being they are the same as the generator in that they are here to respond to the universe they have a magnetic and attracting aura um oh sorry I don't think I said so their their signature when they're like in alignment is satisfaction so they'll always know so this is both for the generator and the man gens or the mgs as I call them their signature is satisfaction and their um not self is frustration yeah, so the MGs are slightly different though because they've got a bit of a polarising um, push-pull because they've got the two different energies within them. So the MGs, although they're here to respond, they've also got that manifesting sort of urge to go towards something as well. So they've kind of got these two energies working within them. And I like to call it a bit of like a, a pivoting energy you know they'll sort of like oh they'll get a pull towards something and they've got the urge and so they go towards it mm. but then they might change their mind and go oh no I don't have the energy for that and then they'll go to the next thing it's so interesting I work a lot with MGs actually and they're all like yeah 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 I'm always being told that I've got 20 tabs open in my mind and I sort of ping between each and um that's the very like the sort of the duality of that energy that lives within the MGs and uh, yeah, they're sort of like, not necessarily, but they're more like the energy type that might do a job for two years and, um, mm. you know, get sick of it and start another one or like start a course and then like get what they need out of it and drop it halfway through and then start another co course. That's energetically correct for them because they've got what they need out of what they're doing. And once they've got that, their energy then sort of like, turns off and then they've got to move to the next thing they're sort of always looking for the next thing to do mm. yeah and then you've got the projectors love the projectors I'm raising two projectors <laughs> I know I've seen about them so you're learning lots about them in the home space yeah yeah and actually I won't go into it today but there's like four or five different types of projectors and my children are called mental projectors and they actually only make up 2% of the population. They're very rare. Mm -hmm. um, my children are very unique. Um, it's a challenge. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so projectors are, I like to call you the wise owls. Like I just, you guys are all about, um, you're able to, 
I'm just trying to think of a really lovely way to describe you all. Um, you, okay, look, let's start off with, so your aura is focused and penetrating. Okay, then we have the projectors. I'm raising two beautiful projectors. I won't go into it today, but actually there's like four different types of projectors and my kids are like the really rare ones. They only make up 2% of the population. They're mental projectors. <laughs> um, it's a challenge, but it's great. Um, you guys have a penetrating and focused aura. So you guys probably, like I don't know if you find this, um, if you're in a crowded room with lots of people, you probably, and lots of people different, uh, lots of people talking, you probably find that very discombobulating because you need to focus in on one person and when you're focusing in on the other person you actually borrow their energy and take it into your energetic system and 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 in the process of doing that you're able to see people really well mm. yeah but I'm always like the projectors are the ones that you need to practice energetic hygiene because you're taking on other people's energy all the time. So that's that's a tricky thing that I'm trying to teach my children. But, um, yeah, so anyway, when you have borrowed their energy and brought it into your circulation, it's like you um, are able to read people really well and people who are in your orbit feel really seen and heard. Now, the strategy of the projector is to wait for the invitation, which is can be really hard. And I work with a lot of people who as projectors felt really unseen and misunderstood because the way that your energy works is you're, you are able to, well, your gift is you're able to see things so clearly and see better ways of doing things. But your strategy is to actually wait for people to seek your advice before you offer it. Otherwise, it feels it falls very energetically flat and you can feel really unseen and heard. And to the other people, raising projectors, I can tell you, <laughs> if my daughter comes in and like starts offering me parenting advice while I'm trying to like um, raise, you know, parent her brother, it's actually, it is a very, um, to someone who hasn't invited that projector wisdom in first, it's actually very... Um, it's very jarring. It's very, mm. yeah, it's very, um, it's, it's not meant to sound horrible. Projectors, you guys are amazing. But like, yeah, that's sort of how it operates. Yeah, yeah, it's not uninvited. So it's a bit like my reaction is like, who asked you to like tell me? So absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's the, and so the strategy, oh, sorry, the alignments um, or the signature of the projector is um, success. Yeah. And the the not self is bitterness. And a lot of, I work with a lot of, um, no, sorry, I work with a lot of adults who feel really bitter because they don't feel heard and they get sort of madder and madder because as projectors, you're amazing. You can see how things are not working and you can see all the other energy types doing like dumb shit over and over again and you're like what are you doing and it's really frustrating it's like really and you become bitter because you're like why are people not seeking my wisdom because you guys are here to move us in a new ways you're here to um yeah you're here to like improve things like and new way you know you're here to show us better ways of doing things mm. yeah Mm. I mean, like that's been such a journey for me and just super quickly, the way I've worked around that is 
you know, I now have an offering where people, you know, it's out there in the world. And if it resonates with them, then they say, I would like this. And the people who want to come and have an astrological transmission fully receive the transmission because they've wanted it, you know, mm. to walk into a room and be like this, 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 and this, they're like, one, it's just a waste of my time because they can't hear. Two, no. it was uninvited. They're not, they don't want it. They don't want to know yet. But for those who were ready, it's, um, yeah, it's really powerful. So what's the other, though? I love the final one. I am fascinated, <laughs> fascinated by reflectors. They get me every time. Honestly, I know they're amazing. Yeah, I haven't actually. I actually, apart from my dog, my dogs are a reflector because <laughs> animals, animals have a human design as well. I haven't actually come across a reflector. They make up one percent of the world, and I think all famous people that are reflectors. Michael Jackson was a reflector, and Sandra Bullock is a reflector, mm. and yeah, they make up one percent of the world. They don't actually. I mean, this is another layer that I won't go on to today, but they don't actually have any like energetic motors within them and they are completely open and they um, reflect us back to ourselves. So they're kind of like, um, I don't even know how to describe them. They're like a mystery to me, to be honest. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But yeah, they're here to like, so and, and they sort of can take your energy in and they circulate it and then they ref, they're like mirrors. They reflect the energy or the, I can't even describe them. They're so, what's the they word? Mystical, Mystical to me. Yeah, but they, they ref, they're like mirrors. So they reflect you back to yourself so you can see yourself clearly. Mm. That's why they don't only make up 1% of the world. And actually um, their strategy is to wait one lunar cycle because their their energetic system is so undefined. They actually have to wait twenty eight twenty eight days to um, make a decision on anything, like or to yeah circulate the energy through them. It's I to be honest, they're a mystery to me because I haven't really worked with them before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, in the realm of the human design system, what energy system is meant to work with reflectors? Like I wonder if it is projectors to like get in there or if it's another reflector. Um, but the working yeah. is true. They're very mystical because they're so yeah. open. They really have, I've noticed they have a lot flowing through them. So it's about mm. what I've noticed. They've- they're like circulating every like the energy through them and then just like mirroring people back to themselves to like heal themselves basically and to help the other person see themselves clearly. So in regards to other energy types they'd work well with, well, they all work together, don't they? But um, like I said, I, I don't I don't know a huge amount. I mean, I do know a bit about reflectors, but because I haven't worked with one it's through working with people through their types that you really get to to learn them as well yeah I reckon so how did you get when did you first hear of human design and how did you get into this line of work so okay I first heard about human design about three years ago Mm. but backtracking to that I have always um 
been had these gifts within me since I was like from forever for as long as I can remember and I was never able to turn them off and so in my early 20s I came across a lady who was able to teach me how to work with energetics correctly and safely and with my gifts anyway I was sort of bumbling along and sort of had a business sort of you know <laughs> black child's play really you know just doing mm. a little bit of energetic healing on the side and mm. um clearing people's energetic blockages and um I also started clearing land and home. So I do that as a little facet of my business as well. Um, I do it all by via distance because I can. I can't explain how I can do it, but I can. And actually a lot of my um, clients for house clearings are in New Zealand randomly. Anyway, that's by the by. Um, yes. Yeah, so anyway, I was sort of, sort of, what's the word? I knew I had these gifts and I was doing a little bit of work with it, but I couldn't really... Um, well I could but I think I was just a bit like I don't know how I can fit this all together and then I heard a girl on Instagram talk about human design and energy types and how she'd learned about an energetic type and I was like really drawn to it and I was like oh like you know I'm going to give this a go I'm going to have my chart done because I'm all about energetics and um, yeah just really wanted to have it done and like I was saying I had it done and I was like oh this is actually legit stuff like it's it's it just resonated and I was so drawn to it and then I just went further oh well I did the chart reading course because I was like oh I want to read charts and then I was like oh because I'm a person that loves to go deep with people like when I'm working in energetics and it's not the fluffy stuff we really go into what's really happening and I like to work long term with people because it's not a one hit wonder doing an energetic healing. It's a process and it takes time. Anyway, when I was learning about the human design, I was like discovered this deconditioning area and how really it's not being taught. Um, or I don't, I think there's a lack of understanding in the deconditioning like aspect of human design. I really just was drawn to that and just sort of have created. Um, my own spin on human design. Mm, mm. So would you say in the work that you do, the sense um, and the way that you perceive is really through a feeling tone or do you also use your, is that feeling and receiving like through the mental realm? Like how, what do you work with when you're working with your energetic system? Like what's the biggest sense for you? Well, I have all the senses. <laughs> I was born with it all. I, um, yes, actually in the human design um, blueprint, it actually, there's six different cognitions. I, I might go through them today because we'll be here all day, but mine's actually feeling. So I'm always being able to feel energy, but I've also had like the four clairs. I've got it all. I was born with the, <laughs> the mm. works. And so, like I was saying before, um, I was always, as a child, very um, psychic, you know, like I could see, feel, hear things. I'd freak my parents out. Um, <laughs> but I learned in my teenage years to really block that off. And then, like I was saying, I learned how to um, master my gifts in my early 20s. But I can't, so I can feel people's energies. Um, I can see things. I can hear things. And I'm basically able to tune into people's energetic systems and see where the blockages are but also get information 
on what the blockages are or when that blockage occurred or yeah so I I can't explain how I can do what I can do I can just do it <laughs> and yeah. I there are a lot of people who probably are in the same boat to you and they have the um those psychic capacities they probably can't explain what it is that they have and the gifts that they just do it it just is there hmm. And what I sense from you is you've had a journey of exploration. Like you've really been on this journey of like, well, what is going on with my senses and what can I sense and what does this mean? What was your journey of refining your discernment and refining your intuition? Um, it's You said you closed that off when you are in your teenage years, which I think people do because they're, they're afraid, right, and overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah. Did you... Was that something that when you had turned it off, like you did not feel like yourself? Like when you had shut down your senses, you were like, well, I don't feel like I'm showing up in the world as as your unique self? Mm, yeah. So it was very alive within me until about the age of 10 or 11. Um, it shuts off a lot earlier for a lot of kids, but I was never actually able to <laughs> shut it off. Um, I was, when I say I shut it off in my teenage years, I kind of shut it off, but it was sort of still there. Like I was very aware of it, but yeah, I really felt like I was playing a role. I was aware that I was playing a role to cover up my gifts underneath me, like underneath, like I was, and I, 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 yeah, I was very aware and I, I felt part of me felt really shut down. Um, and then I met a lady in my early twenties who was basically like, this is what you're here to do. You can't shut this down. Because I was like, can you just shut it down for me? I was really hoping she could just shut it down. She's like, no, you, like, she's like, the guides are telling me there's no way that you are allowed to shut this down. Like she said, some people she can and is allowed to. She said, I haven't got permission to do that. She said, but I can teach you how to operate your energetics and turn up and turn down your gifts as you need to. So you can live in the world without going insane and well with within all the realms without going insane and so yeah once I turned it all back on <laughs> and learned how to to um, operate my gifts the freedom of being myself like a, a client actually said to me last week do you like ever think like she's been working for me with me for a year and she wasn't meaning in a horrible way she just said why do you how can you do what you can do without worrying about what other people think and I said because I get to be me and the freedom of being myself far outweighs being trapped in the system pretending to be normal because none of us are normal like what's that saying? Everyone's normal until you get to know them. And so many people have come to me. Oh, and that's another thing I'm totally big on, energetic hygiene. I teach people how to operate. Like I was saying, I have many facets in my business. <laughs> I teach people how to operate their energetics and their gifts safely so it's not overwhelming but they're not tapping into things that are low vibrational. But um, I can't remember where I was going with that. Um, yeah, the freedom of being myself far outweighs being trapped in the system it's just amazing and yeah like being in your yeah you're not self like shutting down and not showing up 
in the mm. world authentically. Like I yeah. can see you too when you talk about that. Like you can just see it lights you up. It's so clear. Like it just, you love it and you're good at it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sharing my gifts and expressing who I am has actually given like so many people have come forward to me and gone, oh, my God, thank God. I've got these gifts too. I don't know how to do it. People think I'm weird. I don't want to talk to anyone about it because they'll put me in the crazy box. So I guess in me showing up as my authentic self too, I've inspired other people to do the same because, yeah. Love. Everybody is different. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Such a journey, isn't it, that you've been on and coming into your amazing offerings out to the world. Yeah. And you are working around the world, like you have got a global network or you were speaking about New Zealand at, at least. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a tribe in New Zealand working with someone in London, Yay. Germany, America. <laughs> and what yeah. what's next for you? Like do you feel like what what is your passion at the moment and what are you are you moving into something? Or well, just- uh, yeah, I'm I'm moving more into like I have these offerings on my website um, but I'm always sort of evolving and changing and I work more now with I'm moving into I don't like using this word I can't think of a different word to use like mentoring so I work with um, people on a long-term basis who in so many different ways but we always you know work from the human design blueprint um, because that's a natural energetic flow you know, your natural energetic state. And so we work through the deconditioning process and we work through one layer at a time um, to help people move, help my clients move back into the alignment of who they are Um, and also helping people to navigate their gifts because, you know, we're in a time where our gifts are becoming more amplified and people can't shut them down anymore and people are going, help, I need help. So, yeah, just just working with people uniquely to what they need on a long-term basis. So, yeah. When I, over the few years that I've sort of known you through Instagram, I don't know when you shared this story, but as a part of your journey, getting clarity on your gifts and working with your senses, you told me you once worked in a funeral park. <laughs> and I have a kind of... Like saying this story, I was like, what, what was the meaning of this story? But you used, I'm sure I got the vibe that you went there really with the curiosity of working with your senses. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, I did. So actually, um, I'm a nurse, a registered nurse by trade. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that like, uh, you know, this, I, um, in my early twenties, when I started using my gifts, I did a segue and tried to run away from them. And I was like, well, I know I'm here to help people heal so Mm. let's do the the um socially um what's the word the palatable way of helping people in the social norm of actually becoming a nurse and helping to heal people that way um yeah so I've had this side gig of being a nurse as well anyway I'd kind of got really sick of nursing and a girl I went to school with her parents owned a funeral home (laughs) and she was like oh we're looking for like you know young funeral directors and I was like oh this will really help me open up um and practice working with um spirits because obviously 
I can tune into them when I choose to, um, but also help me with my senses. And so I toddled off to the funeral home for two years and worked as a funeral director and learned a lot about death. It was really, really fascinating um, to see, like, just trying to think of an example. So when people die, a lot of the time they die in clusters of things. So you'll have a week of people dying of heart attacks. Then you'll have a week of people dying of breast cancer and, you know, and maybe a week of people dying with motor neurone disease. It was like this real pattern and they could work out depending on what time of the year it was, what people would sort of die from. But the other thing that was really interesting was that um, when you would, when you'd be doing a funeral arrangement, obviously if someone had been really unwell for a long time, um, it was, you know, you wouldn't really hear it, but you would hear it a lot with people um, doing an arrangement for someone who died suddenly and it didn't matter what age they were. Maybe nine out of ten times you would hear the family say, you know, it's really weird. It's like they knew they were going to die because something strange they would have said like the week before about like, oh, when I die, I want this funeral song played, at, you know, this song played at my funeral or you know, they changed their will or I don't know, there were so many different incidences, but it was like more often than not, they'd just have this sudden realisation and they'd be like, it was like they knew they were going to die. It was really fascinating. And so, yeah, and obviously I learnt to open myself up to other senses while I was there. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how many times you'd be in a room like preparing for a viewing and you, you knew you weren't alone in the room. You could just feel and sense like mm. a person sort of standing there. Yeah, and like, you know, you'd talk to the other funeral directors and they'd all have these really fascinating stories of their experiences with mm. unexplained things. So, yeah, I did that for two years. It was it was amazing. But two years was enough for me. I was only 27, 28. Mm. And, um, yeah, yeah, so I really learned to open up while I was there. It was a really fascinating experience. Mm. Mm. Thank you so much for sharing. I mean, thank you also for journeying your journey. And like your clients have said to you, when you go, they come to you, it's almost like you journeying your journey is like, the reason they come to you because it's like you've journeyed it you've got the wisdom you know and I think that's a really powerful thing isn't it to see people living and it's it gives us hope doesn't it to to show up in our authenticity or someone else's authenticity so. yeah yeah absolutely and I think my someone asked me the other day also why like I don't like I said the the beauty of or the, the freedom that it comes from being yourself far outweighs being stuck in a box. But one of the other <laughs> motivations of being my authentic self this time is I really don't want to reincarnate again. <laughs> I want to blow this life out of the water so, like, I don't have to come back and do this again. I'm like, these are my gifts. These are how I can do them. Let's get this show on the road because I don't want to come back again. <laughs> love that. I love that. That just wants to take me down a pothole of, karma and all of these things oh we can do that next time totally yeah. that's another area and facet I work with I don't just clear energetic blocks from this life mm. I can tap into past lives as well but that's a conversation for another time I think Love it. 
Thank you so much for sharing your story. Is there anything that you want to put out to the listeners or anything that's alive for you that you want to share before we sign off for today? Is there anything? Yeah, just to, I don't know, that's a big question. Yeah, discover your human design. Discover who you came here to be so you can live out your soul contract because that's what the human design chart shows you. And, I mean, you can be sceptical about it, sure. Like my husband, he's the most sceptical person you'll come across even though he's married to me. (laughs) And I did his chart and he's like, how do they do that? How do they know? So, yeah, just um, dive in and start learning about your energetics. It's amazing thank you so much for your time today thank you see you soon darling bye